I think for the striving part of it, and, and mostly everything about life is about some form of relationship. And so you tend to strive when you don't trust. So when you don't trust God's ability to be God, right? You tend to strive because you don't trust him to, to, to whatever degree is necessary for there not to be striving. And so in order to trust someone, there has to be a relationship. You are listening to Naked and Exposed, the podcast, season three, where we discover the power behind our voice, own our stories, and make it look good. I'm your host, Jenna. All right, what is up, you guys? Welcome back to this episode of Naked and Exposed. We are gr- we are excited, elated. I was about to say grateful. I was I was about to combine so many different words to introduce this episode, but we're just glad to be back with you. And by we, I have a special, special, special guest. I call her Mama Chandra, but y'all may know her as Hello Chandra. No, not Hello Chandra. That's her email. Goodness gracious. (laughs) Y'all know her as I am Chandra. I'm not going to give you her last name because new last name coming soon. I can't do it. (laughs) How are you doing today? I was going to be quiet for the entire intro. You were just like revving it up. (laughs) I am great today. God is good. Okay, name change. Come through, Jesus. New name, who this? (laughs) Okay. But just so grateful to have you back, have you on this season of the podcast, have you being a part of the showcase and where this derives from. And so let's get into it. I think for me, I want to just talk about how you have the fortitude to show up on a daily basis, despite what you go through or what you have experienced. And and me personally, knowing some of your back story, just even the grace and fortitude to be here now and to walk that thing out. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Showing up is a decision. Just like quitting is a decision. It's a decision. You decide to, it like you decide to show up and yes there are factors and variables that help those decisions but uh at the end of the day it is a decision that you have to make and so one of the things for me that i say often is i don't want to give the enemy a yes and when i think about what i'm up against right because we know that this is spiritual warfare this entire walk this entire journey, whether you step up to the plate and take a swing or not, you are in spiritual warfare. And so I don't want to give the enemy anything to work with. And I want to give God everything to work with. And so it's just a matter of me, just like God, if I'm going to decide to show up, I'm deciding based upon the fact that I know that God is going to show up with me. He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. Right. And God doesn't call us to do anything that we cannot do. He's a just God and he's fair. And so he does not ask of us anything that we can't do. So I show up because he says I can. Come on. <laughs> and you you hit on the fact, there are several things that you hit on. And one of the first ones we can park on is like showing up with God. Um, For individuals who don't necessarily know what that means, like can you walk us through how we can show up with God on a daily basis? When you show up with God, I'll give one, and I say this to the praise team all the time. Um, I've been uh, graced and blessed 
to uh, be um, a worship leader in this season. And one of the things that I tell uh, the, the team and even myself is you prepare like it depends on you, but you execute like it depends on God. And so that's a form of showing up with God. Like I've done everything that I am supposed to do or everything that I think that I can do in my own strength, as far as preparation, as far as behind the scenes. And now it's go time and I'm going to execute and I'm going to show up as if I clearly know and understand and believe that God is with me. If I show up absent of God, then I'm going to strive. When you wow. show up with God, it's almost like you get a shortcut. We feel like it's the long way, but there's even a longer route in not showing up with God, trying to do it by yourself, trying to do it absent of the one that gave you uh, the green light to come. I mean, okay, so, so picture this. If God has said, Peter, I bid you to come. Peter said, bid me to come. If it's you, God, then I'll come. And that's the kind of mentality that we have to have. If God tells me to come and I know it's God, I show up and I'm going. And so when you show up and you know that God is with you, you're not striving. You are codependent instead of independent. Codependent instead of independent. Now, this is mature Christianity because sometimes, I mean, it's hard to be dependent on <laughs> on someone yes. else and like if i'm just being real especially within the black community and as black women we have this stigma of oh i gotta be an independent boss chick like gather my coins i don't need no man well nope 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 let's you know <laughs> let's check that thought because we need god like we need yes. to depend on god we need to be fully surrendered and sold out so, so good. that listen i'm over here trying to keep up by taking notes because you, like I said, you be, you be dropping some bars, okay? But that was so good, though, Carly. If I could just interject with that, especially with our Black women, we um, tend to be independent because we had to be. Ooh. Not because we always wanted to be. Insert, and so that's something here. <laughs> People, you know, I, it's like the, men are like, you know, why are you like the angry Black woman? Right. I, had to, I, I, I didn't get this way on my own. Some, most of us, right? We kind of had to do things that we didn't want to do or maybe we weren't built to do. And so oftentimes the way we treat uh, God tends to come from how we were treated, right? Growing up, whatever our perspective was, like you said, of being independent and I don't need nobody. And it's not that I don't need anybody. I haven't found anybody that's willing to go the distance for the need that I have. And so that has caused me to be a kind of woman or have that mentality. If you want something done, do it yourself. But we have to go over into sonship and erase that mentality and go over into sonship where we lean on God in all of our understanding in all of our getting, we lean on God, lean not to your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge God. We haven't always had someone to acknowledge, right? And so we have to switch to flip the switch and walk in sonship or as daughters where we do have a papa where we right. can lean in and be codependent right i just had to put that out there no girl that was good that was that was that was good because I, and instantly i thought about just you know people as individuals like learning to be dependent on god or seeking out truth like there's so much mixture out here in this world like when I like I'm like y'all, this is my podcast, and I could be real and transparent, but I'm like fed up with the whole uh, yoga practice or the whole stars and crystals and 
and energy. Like I had to ask a question recently. When you say rest in power, what power? Who who power? Like who who's power in there? Like even just with just some of the grief and stuff that we have been experienced just with COVID, just seeing celebrities who are fed up and they're going and like the only thing I know how to do is to pray, but they're not praying to Jesus. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like people are hurting, people are lost, and the yeah. time is now for yeah. us as believers to arise and to speak truth, Absolutely. even at the expense of, I mean, being ostracized or, oh, yeah. you're crazy. Because I rather know that going back to what you say, prepare like it depends on you and ex execute like it depends on God. And that makes me think about the verse where it says some plant, some water, but it's yeah. God who does the, who Come on. the increase. And so thinking about that, just in the context of what we have been experiencing, is this reality like, yo, I'd rather plant or water in this moment, knowing that God is the one that's going to bring the harvest, even yeah. if it means these people ain't going to let these seeds fully plant or not going to let me fully saturate this water. All I have to do is be like, do my part and drop the yeah. seed that's and allow it. somebody else to come alongside me or behind me. And, and at the end of the day, God is going to, to bring that thing to fruition. And so it just made me think about that, like what you were talking about. And let me not uh, confuse myself because my brain is like, bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> because you said something powerful about striving. And I think for me, um, that has been my life. Like I've lived in this place of striving or this perfectionism yes. and it's hard. Like I'm not, so you got on one hand, you got all this stuff going on in the world. Okay, great. All, all the sorrow. Then you got this mixture and you're like, Oh my gosh, like what is true? Like, God, I know you real. I know what my Bible says as I'm walking in relationship with you. But, but this, I mean, they horoscopes sound pretty accurate. Like, I, and then you get into like, okay, I'm, I'm trying to understand the word. Like what, like how does this, then you have struggle and like just individual stuff that you have to process through. And I have a point guys, just, just stay with me. Cause I, I feel a shift coming on. It <laughs> typically happens when I get to talking, I'll kind of lose my train of thought because the Holy spirit is just like, girl pivot. But with all of that being said, what are some practical ways for us to not strive in a moment of just confusion, like, because I think they go hand in hand. I know you talked about identity, but just for people yeah. who don't know, like, how do you decipher what's real and what's not when you're trying to grow into relationship with God, but you have all these things that are going against you, like striving or confusion? I think for the striving part of it, it's, and, and mostly everything about life is about some form of relationship. And so, you tend to strive when you don't trust. So when you don't trust God's ability to be God, right? You tend to strive because you don't trust him to, to, to whatever degree is necessary for there not to be striving. And so in order to trust someone, there has to be a relationship. Oftentimes we meet someone and we want to trust as right. soon as we meet them, right? But it doesn't happen like that. It's like over time, there becomes a trust. Sometimes we know whether or not we can trust ourselves based upon how much time we have spent with ourselves and even looked at and taken 
taken a, a liking to our own behavior where I, I can't trust myself in this room or I can't trust myself around that perfect person because the records show that I've done this around that person or I've done this in this particular atmosphere or setting. And so it's the same thing, I think, with, uh, with God. The more that you spend time with him, the, the more that you get to know him, the more that you get to know his character, right? The more that you get to spend time with him, the more you know you can trust him and the less you will strive. I think striving comes from not trusting and trusting comes from not spending time. And whether this goes with relationships, whether this goes with God, I mean, oftentimes we don't trust ourselves when we first start out in business. Why? Because we have no former record or history of ever being in business. However, when you've been in business for two, three, four years and you have to make certain decisions, you'll make them a lot quicker. Why? Because now you have history of being in business. You have history of errors, of victories, and now you're more solid and more confident in your ability as a business owner. It is the same thing with God. You spend more time with him. He, what I love about God is he doesn't mind making his record good. He doesn't mind proving himself. Scripture says, prove me now, right? Go ahead and prove me. See, won't I do this thing for you? And so it's okay to not trust. Uh, um, it's okay to not trust automatically, but right. then you can't say you're striving because you trust God and you haven't spent time with him. Spend time, get to know God. The reason why some people even trust in other things is because they have spent time with it and they have seen that it works. Even if it's not good for you, but you've seen to some degree it worked, and so you continue on. And then the way that people get out of those things, if they see over time that this is not working over time, it may have worked in the, in the immediate, but it didn't work in the long run. Christ works in the long run. <laughs> he works in the long run, okay? So you have to spend time in order to know the character of God, in order to gain trust, and then so you don't strive. I think that's the way you don't strive. Other than that, how else will you do it? You're going to strive. Right. You can't. Like, and, like we can't do these things independent of Christ. Like, no. which is why we fail. Which is why people and in, in my, myself will see like these cycles that have been constantly repeating. Yeah. It's because we try to do it in our own strength. And I know in my own personal story back when I, because growing up in the church, like church religion is all I knew. And to the extent like fear, like I don't believe that God gives us a spirit of fear. Like clearly that's the word. I don't give you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. However, I do believe that God can use something to get you into him. Mm -hmm. And the fear behind fear in my life, like stopped me from doing a lot of things until me I too. had the panic attack and found myself in the hospital. And I'm like, mm -hmm. God, this ain't it. Like, if you're real, like you say you are, like, I, I'm giving you a year. Like, and I know it sounds crazy, you guys, like, even you're li like, girl, what you told God, I, I gave God a year because if, yeah. if you're real, <laughs> if you are real, I'm gonna need you, you gotta do something because this ain't it. Like, I cannot live my life in fear of walking down the street. I can't yeah. live my life in fear of like, oh my gosh, my throat hurts. Is I need to go get an MRI. Like that is yeah. how severe my thought process had become. Like to the point, like I had a pit, like a nervous breakdown in my room and my mom, I think it was the first time my mom realized like, okay, something's off. Like 
because I would subtly be like, oh, can I just sit the semester out? Like, oh, can I just sit the year out? Like, because you walk around, um, for me, I didn't know what it was until I had the breakdowns. I didn't know I was struggling with depression or anxiety until it kind of hit like that, that moment in time. But it was just like, God, if, if you're the same God who instructed my family members to pray at the same time and brought my uncle back to life just to say goodbye after the doctor said he has no brain function, we need to pull the plug, and he sits up in bed talking after they pray, come on, show me, you know, show me what you show me what you're working with. Like I need to see this power in my own life. And, and just want to encourage you guys. Like it is okay to be like, God, like I'm gonna need you to, you're going to have to do something that has helped me is keeping a journal. And so the cool part about my process is I started journaling and with journaling, I made the decision, okay, I'm going to stop cursing. I'm going to stop drinking. Like I'm going to stop listening to secular music. I'm going to put some things in place where if I wanted to do that, let me read my word or let me hang around people who are walking in this direction. And I remember starting my prayer journal, like praying, like, God, like change me. I just want to be more like you. I just want to know. Literally a year from the date I started writing, I saw this supernatural transformation where I understood the word or the people that were around me were now like-minded, you know, individuals. And so I think it's like just this whole concept of showing up with God, there is an active part. Like we have to be willing to show up with him. Like we have to be willing to invite him into the spaces that aren't so favorable. Yeah. You know, it's not easy yeah. to be like, oh, my heart is gross here. Or look at how I'm responding in this situation. Well, it's because we've been doing it in our own strength. And God's just like, hey, can I have a turn? Like, can I be your <laughs> father? <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, yes. And it's just like you said, we have to show up too. A lot of people want God to show up, but they don't want to show up. And it's a partnership. So we have to agree that we're going to show up too. God is not a genie in a bottle. He's God, right? And we have to show up. People want to get delivered without being there and without being a part. You have to show up with God, not instead of God. <laughs> Listen, and that's a whole that's a whole thing too because some people don't even know it's deliverance is what they need. Yeah. Because they don't have the language for it. And it's like, you guys, like if you are recognizing patterns and habits, if you are like see areas of lack of self-control, like if you have a conversation with somebody, you're triggered to respond in rage and anger. We need to sit down with ourselves. Going back to what Mama Chandra said, sit down with ourselves and process through some of these triggers. And when Mm -hmm. I say sit down with ourselves, like, invite God in, like stop trying to do it in your own strength. Like you cannot just wake up tomorrow and be like, Oh, I'm a no, because if you do it, you will fail. If we do it in our own strength, we will fail. Like we have to have the Holy spirit. We have to have God because he's the one who transforms us. Like he's doing the work in us on a daily basis. Like he does the will in the work within us. Mm -hmm. And so this is so fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) like it's just always so fascinating like when I start talking about God because like just with my own life like it's it's just so cool to see how faithful he is Um, and even with COVID like though this year has been a doozy (laughs) I can still testify of God's goodness 
Like I can still tangibly say God has been good. God has been faithful. And by all means, like if you're listening to this podcast, you have breath in your body. And that means we still have time. Like we still have time to partner with God. We still have time to be in relationship with God. We still have time for our lives to be used to, to move his kingdom in the direction that he's calling us to move in. And I think for me, like even just, I'm going to have to repent to God for just the, the not using my time as wise as I could. <laughs> yeah. But I think it took, I think it took a moment for everybody because like the pandemic just hit, like it came out of nowhere, so to speak. So everybody was like, wait a minute, hold on. Like, like we had to catch our breath in the pandemic first. Like, <laughs> but I, but I, I'm, I'm like this. I told God, I said, I'm not going to cancel 2020. If you were know. in it, I'm not canceling it. I mean, now try to do a pandemic without God. I don't know how people are doing it. Yeah. No, I can't imagine trying to do a pandemic without God. I think the only reason I have my sanity and a peace of mind is because of God. Um, And then even when I had to go and get tested for COVID, it was kind of, even in that situation, I wasn't like panicky because I'm just like, God, like, like, you know the promises that you have for, like, made for my life. Like, you know what you have called me to do. And I just don't believe you brought me this far for this COVID to take me out. Like, I, right. I and that's just where my faith, you know, has been. It's like, God, like, we've talked about a lot of stuff. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong, God. You can do what you want to do, and, and my life is yours. But yes. there are things that you have said because of relationship, guys. So going back to relationship. There are things that God has said that has to come to pass. Why? Because yes. he's just not a man that lies. Come on. And I think, uh, Mama Shamja, one of the things that stood out to me as I was reading Luke, when Jesus was being tested in the wilderness, like just his ability to use scripture to fight off the enemy. Absolutely. And it was like this revelation for me, like, like, yo, Janae, like you're supposed to be using the word of God to stand Absolutely. on in this, like, when you feel discomfort or you feel moments of anxiety or just the stuff that's happening in the world, well, God, this is your word. And at the end yes. of the day, I'm not, like you said, I'm not canceling 2020 because Jesus already won the victory on the cross. Like at the end we win. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Listen, definitely like, standing on the word, definitely standing on the word. It's like, it's almost like, uh, and not for me, but for, for, for those of us who do do it, you, us Christians that are still being delivered from sentence enhancers, it's like, do I cuss or say a scripture? Like, which one's going to help? Which one do I stand on? The cuss, because I'm frustrated, or a scripture that's going to bring me peace because scripture says that those who keep their minds stayed on me, I will keep them in perfect peace. So let me stand on a scripture instead of just being flagrant and just out here and just being um, moved and um, led by my emotions. Let me be led and moved by scripture instead. Let me stand on that. Yeah. Y'all, y'all can't see me, but I'm over here just, (laughs) I don't think the smile has left my face today. I know this episode has been very meaty in a sense. Like we came out the gate, talking about showing up with God, even hit some things about independent women and how we've kind of been taught to, to do this and to be this because it's, it's all we've known. 
having a relationship with God is important. Being sons and daughters of God is important. Like guarding our thoughts and our minds and keeping our hearts rooted in the word of God and using the word of God as a means to reflect and respond and, and breaking some of these cycles that are vital. I think uh, Mama Chandra, I do want to touch on this part um, because it's not easy in pandemic to be in quote unquote isolation mode and you can't see your friends every day and you're not in a relationship. And because I was talking to um, somebody the other day and they were just like, okay, I'm going to go and get a girlfriend. And I'm like, but, but do you know who you are? Like, like there's a reason why there's, you're being separated in this season and you're being separated from certain individuals because God wants you to himself and he wants to show you the truth of who he is so that you can build on that foundation. And so I just wanted to just ask like your, like any advice to people who are feeling lonely in this season where they think a significant other would help or thinking that they need a significant other to go through this process and to heal? <laughs> um, I do feel like I do want to say that it is okay to have times where you feel alone. We're human and we are made for community. We were wired for community. There are even times in scripture where scripture talks about uh, even Jesus went alone for a time but it wasn't forever, right? But it was for a time just to be with him and God. And even uh, spouses, they separate for a time and then they come back together, right? And so there is definitely a need and a desire for community. Uh, but what I would say in this instance, if you are definitely dealing with and you're struggling with, because there's a, you, you have bouts of being or feeling alone even when everything was open. So it just, it, it happens, right? But then when you're dealing with loneliness, as if there's nobody and it's just you and you can't reach out. If you reached out, there was no one to reach out to. Yeah. I would definitely say to reach out to God first, right? Because sometimes we have isolated ourselves and we don't even know it. Listen. Sometimes people have tried to get in, but because of our own things that we're dealing with or have not dealt with, we have isolated people from us. People have reached out and we've kind of like, uh, and I love what you called, you called it um, a significant other. There are more significant others than just those in the area of romance. Come on. Oh. So you have to ask God, what significant other is supposed to walk with you through this pandemic? When you, when you think of the word significant, <laughs> When you think of that word, it's, it has nothing to do with romance. I mean, I know we use it, you know, in, in, yeah. in our society, in our culture. But when something is significant, something is valuable, something is important, something is memorable, something is uh, critical. You understand what I'm saying? It's of great value. It's a, her, her, her words were, were, were such of great significance, meaning such value, right? And so you ask God, who is your significant person in this pandemic? I mean, he's going to be your first significant person. But who's your earthly significant person in this season of your life? God has not called us to be isolated. Separated, yes. But isolated, no. Right? And so you have to ask God, who has he sent to be your significant other or your significant others in this time? That way, when God tells you who they are, you don't shun them because they're not your preference or not what you thought. You thought significant other might have meant romantic. And God is like, no, your significant other 
is that person that you used to sit with at church, but now you all are at home and I need you to Zoom that person. I need you to call that person, talk to that person. And so we are built for community, but yeah. there are specific communities, I believe, in different seasons. So we just have to ask God, but the first significant connection is to the Lord and yeah. everything else flows from that. Everyone okay. else should flow from that. Okay. That's all I got. Yeah, you still can't see me, guys, but I'm just <laughs> still still doing the same thing I referenced earlier. I mean, you that yeah, wow, because I've never looked at significant outside of the lens of romance. Like I just because and that's it's how all we miss I've it. Seen as romantic that you almost yeah. That's how you miss it. This, this westernized culture, our language, we got to talk kingdom. If we don't talk kingdom, we're going to miss God. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Like, and, and it's so easy to isolate yourself mentally where you think, oh, I don't have nobody. Uh, yeah, you do. Like, just, just text back. Like, they, they're reaching out to you, and it may not look like, it may not be who you want it to look to look like, but what if the person you want to reach out to you just doesn't have the capacity to go? Going Come back on. to what Rama Chandra said, the distance. Like God knows that this person can't go the distance for whatever it's worth. Come on. So good. And so God is showing you his faithfulness by having other individuals reach out to you, but because you don't trust God or you don't trust yourself, you don't want to respond. And yeah. I can only speak, I mean, this is stuff I've had to walk through where yeah. I literally grew up like, oh my gosh, nobody cares about me. I don't have friends until I sit down and reflect. And I'm just like, whoa, like I have come in contact with so many people and could they have gone the distance? Maybe if I would have cultivated those relationships mm -hmm. or maybe not because they weren't we weren't equally yoked, but I would not have known we weren't equally yoked until I got to this place of reflection now to see who I am in Christ and where God is taking me. And then he opens up my eyes again and I'm surrounded by people that I could call and reach out to. Like, I think even just within my community, if I were to fall off the face of the earth, like somebody would be at my house. Like, what's, what's... I would jump in this podcast. <laughs> like, girl. Where you been? Okay. <laughs> you are my significant in this season. Okay. Amen. Look, Amen. accountability. Because significance brings accountability. Like, um, I have a, a friend, you know her, but I'm not going to say her name. But she keep me accountable with getting on this prayer call. I be like, girl. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> next week, tell me to get out of the bed, okay? Because if I stay in this bed. <laughs> <laughs> but baby steps, baby steps is like just the consistency to get on every morning and yeah then I, I mean i think now I'm, I'm comfortable with my voice again where i can start praying and in the prayer partnerships that you got so mama chandra with our church has she's over many things but one of the things she does oversee is our activation team and so she has been um she's one of the leads on the activation team and has been giving us prayer partners where twice a week we pray together uh, the assignment was 10 minutes each, but, you know, once you get into it, you might be, you go over them. That's right. That's right. It's go been, over. Like, it's been rewarding because I think sometimes you, you know, you can do it, but it's different when you're doing it with different people. Come and on. You have to adjust and adapt to their style. And it doesn't mean, and I kind of want to go here for a second. And, and I know 
time is ticking but i've noticed that and not just with prayer partners or just with people but let's say we're growing in a relationship with somebody who's significant and there's something that we do that they don't like and so you have to make a decision do we talk through this problem like what's the bigger issue or do i accommodate for this person because i know they don't like it and so what would be your advice to people who feel like they can't be themselves around certain individuals because i've heard it before they're like oh, I can't be myself around this person. But it's like, can you not be yourself? Or is this a challenge for you to accommodate and adjust? And I hope that makes sense. I guess just advice for people who are trying to grow with a significant other and they're noticing they're noticing that they have to make sacrifices for yeah. the relationship. Like some people just don't, like what would be your advice to making sacrifices in relationships? Like what are good or bad and bad sacrifices? I think that I think that the first thing that I would have to do is make sure that I know who I am and if what I am doing is actually really me. Because sometimes we say we can't be ourselves. Come on. What are we is this really us or is this the trauma us or is this the unhealed us or is this the undelivered us, right? And so that's why community is significant. So significant community will help you to see if this is really your God-given personality or is this personality or this behavior, has this come about through trauma or unforgiveness or whatever the case may be? And so I do feel like this whole walk with God is a death walk. You should be a dead man walking, so to speak, where you're dying to the parts of you that are unnecessary. And even some parts of us that are unnecessary, that were necessary in one season, but I don't need that from you in this season. And so having that significant person in your life that's not going to try to change who you are, but going to try to bring out the best of who God has made you to be. And, and so you, you have to partner with Holy Spirit so that you can be honest when it's a trigger and it's really not you. This is a behavior that you have cultivated along the way, but this is really not a behavior that pleases God. And so I think that there is definitely a death worth dying. <laughs> I do. I think that there is a death worth dying. And I think that our greatest example of that is the death of Jesus Christ. And even on his journey, how he died. And when, I mean, before he got to the cross, he was dying to say, forgive them for they know not what they do. He died in order to say that his flesh died. Like, wait a minute. You understand? And so I do think that you have to think of it as a, a, a necessary death when you are dealing with, uh, people that are significant in your life and they're asking you to change different things. That, that's where you spend enough time where there is a element of trust involved. Both of you all are walking with the Lord to a degree so you can all know that we're not trying to change one another. We are both trying to be Christ-like, right? And we do have different preferences that if you're dead in Christ, if you're dead in, to sin and alive in Christ, that some of those small things they don't matter. I'll make that adjustment because I don't feel like that adjustment is changing me, but I feel like I'm willing to make that adjustment for the love of a friend. 
So for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, like he, he died for us. People want to get married, but marriage is a death. It's a death to what you want all the time, right? And it's a compromise. But I think that starts in friendship and in singleness. So if you're not dying while you're single with your significant others in business partnerships and in uh, church ministry partnerships and even in your friendships, then you're going to be you're going to be up the creek trying to die for a husband or a wife. Bless the Lord. That's it. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. You listen, you are such a gem, okay? Because you just just ah, so much wisdom when you open your mouth and speak and I'm just so grateful um to personally know you um that you're significant in my life. I love Carla. <laughs> Listen, I love you too. And so with that being said, I have one final question. It's, it's like off the grid. It comes from the We Aren't Really Strangers game. Um, okay. We're not really strangers. And so there's th- let me choose which one. Let me see. Because there's three, and I think they're all great. So right. <laughs> the first one says, what was the lesson in your most recent painful experience? Wow. The lesson in my most recent painful um, experience was last year in April when my ex-fiance passed away. And I remember reflecting back when I was asking the Lord, was he the one? And um, the Lord said no and to break it off with him. And I could not understand it. I was hurt. Uh, I was angry. Oh, my God. I was all of those kind of negative, if you will, or human emotions. And then for three years later to get the call that uh, he uh, passed in a motorcycle accident. And so that was painful for me. So the lesson was, even when God says no, it's for your good. Every no is like a yes in a sense. It's a yes into the right direction and a no into the wrong direction. And so I mean, I was hurt up. You hear me? But I thank God that he protected me. I did better being the ex-fiance or the ex-girlfriend than I would than I would have ever done being the widow. And God Whoa. knew that. God knew that. God knew that. So yeah, that was a lesson learned right there, honey. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I can handle ex-girlfriend. I can handle ex-fiance. Widow's but I can't handle another. widow. And God knew. He knew. God be in the details, y'all. We listen. Just, we just have to pay attention. Carly, he told me, he said, that man is not going to be able to go the distance. And so I was thinking, like, the distance, like, oh, he's not going to be able to go where I'm going. And God, I didn't know the man wasn't going to literally go the distance in life. But God knew that. I needed that no. I needed that no. I thank God for that no. <laughs> what, what? Ooh. I would, the, the title that I would give this chapter in uh, my life is New Shoes. I would give this chapter in my life new shoes um, because I am stepping into so many new places in the Lord, business-wise, ministry-wise, mentally, emotionally, and I'm I'm just on a like it's it's a it's the same path, but it's new to me. It's the same to God, but I'm on a new part of the path, and so it's like I have on these new shoes. So my momentum is increasing. Even the feet that carry the gospel, right? Beautiful are the feet. So my shoes, I got these new shoes on where God is like, I need you to go. 
It's like, I'm sending you. I need you to go. And so, I, yeah, just new shoes. All things new. All I'm things literally new. over here shaking my head because, listen, I'm trying to. Yeah, that's wild. Because um, I came across a post the other day. It was a prophetic word. Like, if you want to receive it, you receive it. That's basically how the lady wrote it. And yeah. so I'm reading and she's just like, um, some of you are going to feel it as a prophetic act to go and buy new running shoes. And I was like, huh, okay. So I get on Foot Locker. Like, I'm, I'm like, oh, I need a new pair of shoes. Yes. But the word, it said running shoes. And I was on, on casual shoes. And I'm just like, oh, these are nice. I was like, no. But God, I would really like a new pair of free runs. Like, I haven't had a new free runs or really bought sneakers since my freshman year of college. I've, it's been three years since I graduated. And I was like, I would really like a pair of free runs. And so I felt led to go to TJ Maxx. And, you know, I wear a size 10 just to put that out there. So my shoe size is typically very limited because there's not a lot of like it's typically the first to go. So I turn on the aisle for my shoes on in the TJ Maxx and there's like these colorful Nikes like they they remind me of Joseph's coat. And I'm like, oh, these are nice. So I pick them up. But I was like, no, I don't I don't want to settle. Let me just, you know, keep looking. And lo and behold, what is on that show? <laughs> the recent free runs and all black. I said, you gotta be kidding me, God. Like, there's, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little speechless right now because it's on, just, shoes, it's like baby. when God says he, when it's in the Lord's will, like when it is God, when he is on that it, when he has his hand on it, he will provide, he will speak a word and then he will prove his word. And That's for it. this lady, for me to see this post, she say new running shoes. Me almost settle on something that wasn't in the, the, running shoes not casual got he said buy new running shoes so that you can continue to run this race I, i'm like okay god i want some free runs god sends me to the store come on that has them on the shelf in my size like y'all i if y'all don't believe god is real i mean we can talk like i just it be stuff like this like i can't make up and it's not the the universe didn't do it like the universe did not align in this moment like this the end of the universe is, did it listen <laughs> all god okay yeah so last question is what's been your happiest memory this year wow i think my happiest memory this year to date and and i mean and it may sound cheesy no it's not gonna sound cheesy i won't make it sound cheesy i'll make it sound deep um <laughs> uh, my happiest memory this to, to date uh for this this year has been um, the way God showed up as far as my juice business in August, right? So in August, I didn't put the flyer up all month and I sold out all month. What? So my, the, the happy moment was God proving to me that the juice company is his dream. It's the Come dream on. of the Lord for me. Right. It's, I remember God saying to me when he told me to break it off with the ex fiance, he said, I need you to dream with me for a while. And I didn't understand what that meant until I moved and got language from our now pastor about having the dream of the Lord and dreaming with the Lord. And so I began to ask the Lord, what is his dream for me? What has he always been dreaming for my life? Because that's what I want to live out. And so the Jews business was not something that's not my dream. That's the dream of the Lord, because I wouldn't sell juice. It was never in my thinking, but I didn't put anything out or anything. And I'm telling you, I sold out. People were bringing orders from out of state, not even living here. 
out of state. And so for me, it was a happy moment because I finally got to, I'm finally living out the wow. revelation and the term of dream, uh, the dream of the Lord. Like, what is God dreaming for you? Like, not your dreams for yourself, but God, what are your dreams for me? Joseph had a dream, but it wasn't his. Come on. And just the fact that eight is symbolic for new beginnings. Come on. And you don't promote yourself and God's just like, ha I got you. Like, he knows how to market me. Hello? Y'all listen. <laughs> listen. <laughs> I yes. I'm taking notes because like faith comes by hearing. Like in the, yeah. the whole point of us testifying, like the word says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimonies. And so I pray you guys that you are seeing God's faithfulness in God's yeah. hand and that you ask God, like you, you spend time with God. You, you, God will listen. He will do it for us. He will do it for you, but yeah. you have to be willing, surrendered and willing to show up with God to mm -hmm. go the distance with God so that God can be God. Mm -hmm. Please let the people know how they can connect with you. You can connect with me on Facebook and I am Chandra. And you can also connect with me and subscribe at IamChandra.com and follow me. And I'm also on Instagram at underscore I am Chandra. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has been so fun talking to you. Likewise. Holla at y'all later. Bye. Bye. I thank you guys for listening to today's episode and I'm hoping that you have a journal, that you've taken some notes, that you reflect and process through some of the things that we discussed today on how you can show up with God. I would love to stay connected with you. You can follow me at underscore Janae Carly on Instagram or just visit my website, JanaeCarly.com. Holla. Holla.